Under center is Romney. Swings it out. Simon Trickery. Here they go. Simon throws a pass. Bushman. He has it. And it's a 10-point lead for BYU. Here we go, folks. Utah State with a kick can win this game. Ball is in the 12. Hold is in the 19. Crowd on their feet here in Fresno. Bulldogs can't call a timeout. Hold down. Kick is up. And it is. Yes! Let's go home. The Aggies have won it. Utah State gets it done. Final score, 37-35. A two-point victory by the Aggies as Utah State escapes Fresno with the win. Jackson will keep it on the read option. He's got it at the 40, 35, spins at the 30. He's got room 20. Lamar Jackson, 10, 5, touchdown Ravens. Lamar Jackson with the spin, the sprint, and the score. Join the big show, Jimmy's Flowers, Tuesday, 3 to 6, 470 South Main Street in Bountiful. A lot of highlights from the weekend there. Lamar Jackson's turned himself into must-see TV. You ready to see him in some big playoff games? Oh, for sure, yeah. Kansas City, you know, you wonder where's the next generation of, com- of quarterbacks coming from? Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, these guys have been around forever. I guess Wilson's kind of in the, the middle of his run, maybe. Hasn't been around as long as the other guys, but man, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, feel free to put those guys on my TV more often. I'm ready. Mahomes throwing jump passes, Lamar Jackson spin move. I mean, I know it's the Bengals, so it's an easy joke because it is the Bengals, but that was still awesome. Well, exciting quarterbacks are the number one reason why I turn into the NFL. Right. It's a quarterback-driven league. Without having a favorite team. And on a weekend when a lot of, uh, well, three division leaders and several other teams in the wild card hunt made a mess of everything, the Ravens, they got the W. They kept it rolling. If you're into the power ranking thing, probably second to the Patriots. All right, the games that thrilled you, the games that uh, depressed you, the games that picked you up, the teams that let you down, uh, we're looking at the whole weekend. For Jazz fans, like you fans, the weekend off. Win on Friday night in dramatic fashion. Got a couple days to savor it. Jazz are back at it against the Warriors. The last place Warriors. Hard to believe we're saying that. Feels good, though. (laughs) You people have had enough winning. Quiet down over there. They'll get a a high draft pick. They may be back real quick. So savor this year while you can. And we'll see, see if those guys get healthy and get right back on a roll again next year. Yeah, plenty of high draft picks that, that play on losing teams. Right. But maybe they get health next year and see what happens, who's to say. Uh, but for now, they're not very good, so the Jazz should get this win. They've got to get this win. You've got to beat these teams that you're supposed to beat because everybody else is. Literally. What is it? There's two teams at 7-2 and, and five at 6-3. and three. Right. You've got to keep pace. you got to keep improving, keep going. Because there'll, there'll be games you will lose. This shouldn't be one of them. Are the Suns going to keep this up? Are the Mavs going to keep this up? Because a lot of what's happening in the West was pretty predictable. You know, the the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Jazz and the Rockets are off to great starts. We kind of thought in some order everybody had those teams top five. None of those have any of those teams. I think they'll keep it up, but to what level? Remains to be seen. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be competitive. Yeah. The Dallas Doncic is an emerging superstar. 
and getting Porzingis healthy and getting him in there. So a lot of people are predicting Dallas to get better. I don't yeah. know how I mean, much he's, better. He's okay. He's good. But I think it's Doncic who yes. run, is the star of that team. But to compete in the West, you're going to have to need, have a really good second yeah, and third but, player. But, I mean, they're both young kids. And so they've got uh, something that akin to what Denver had maybe. Get some youth and build around them. And your, your future looks bright as long as they stay. The Suns, after years of just horrendous moves, <laughs> looks like they made some made, good moves. Made some good moves and got it right. Yeah. Six and three out of the gate. Right. Winning easily this weekend. Only a 20-point blowout for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you made some good moves, and I think they can be competitive. But it's such a long NBA season with so many twists and turns. Well, you brought it up on TV, questions about the Jazz depth. And I saw post-game interviews with Anthony Davis saying his shoulder, um, it, it just hurts all the time. He's just got to play through it. And this is a guy who plays, on average, 66, 67 games a year. So is this a year he misses 15? So five more than that, five less? How does that play out? Well, GP is always the biggest issue for him. Games played. I had a friend who's a big L.A. Laker fan. had season tickets for a number of years, and he was just going crazy to me and, and text messages about his stats and whatever. And I said, yeah, well, I'm more concerned about GPs because the other stuff will take care of itself. The guy's a talent. He'll play and play well when he plays, but what's going to be his availability over the course of a season uh, remains to be seen. And that that can be the difference. And I think the Jazz are susceptible too. I don't I don't know that they have a it's like to, it's all I can be a homer and say they got a deep team, but I don't really see it. They got three guys out now. Will some of these guys settle in and be better later on? Uh, better than what? Then they've been through nine games. Who? Jeff Green. Will Moutier stay oh. healthy? What I saw to Moutier looked good, but now he hasn't played in a bunch of games, so I don't know if you can consider it a great start. I mean, if it's just a little blip because everybody gets hurt and misses five or six games at some point, so what? Locke told us like 74 is actually a good number for Yeah, NBA but player. when you're missing eight in uh, before Early, I know, and then you wonder if there's going to be something later in the season too. I don't know his history. I haven't followed him that much. I mean, Exum... Uh, we all know his history, and it's not very good as far as his health. Uh, so I can't answer that. But Green needs to play better. They don't have a lot of options coming off that bench right now. I mean, they've got three or four guys that don't see the light of day. Feels like there's six guys you can absolutely count on. And then after that, see how it goes. I think you could have counted on Davis to do what he does. Well, if Davis and Moutier are healthy. But he's out for a while. I know. Yeah. Moutier, I don't know. I don't have a track record with him. So I can't say yes or no. But they're going to need more guys to play. Particularly if one or two of the starters go down. Or one of the two of the road team. Joe Joe seems to find a way to keep himself healthy. He's got an excellent track record. And so he's there. But the other guys, you know, doesn't look like they can afford to have any of them go down. I mean, if Gobert went down now, my gosh, they would be in a world of hurt. Do not even speak of that aloud, even if you're right. Yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. Whatever I say isn't, so there's not some... 
Well, you see, as long as you have the purple, as long as you have the purple hoodie, it doesn't matter what you say. The karma of the pu- purple hoodie stomps out all the other stuff. We are undefeated when I wear that to work. Two and zero, but I'm not going to wear it all the time. That that'll just take all the karma and drain it out of it. Yeah, that'll you got to save it. it. Yeah, you got to pick your spots. All right. It'd be interesting to see if they make some moves leading up to the trade deadline to bolster, because you got to like. The nucleus, it's just the nucleus isn't a lot of guys right now. And so, do they go and do some moves? Uh, I, my guess is they're discussing those types of things. And who's, I think you're always discussing ways yeah, to improve the ball Yeah, I was going to say club. there's a 100% chance they're discussing But I don't know it. that they're focusing on player XYZ right now. Who can we pry loose? I can't say that. I don't know if there is an Armand Gilliam out there. You can only hope. <laughs> Armand Gilliam. Come on. <laughs> there was, there was, Were you pulling up to that? I got out, <laughs> out over my skis. I'm just going to plead guilty. He went nuts when the Jets Oh, got yeah. Somehow I had like the final four rolling around in my head. Armand came in and gave him four points and two boards. He Solid thought Armand Gilliam oh, he his free throws. was the solution. Yeah. Just like my old neighbor thought Chris Morris, man. I didn't bite on that. <laughs> He was the difference. A bit hard on him. And fans get so excited about that. I remember in Phoenix, Lorenzo Romar had a couple friends who were just diehard Suns. And I was a casual Suns fan Mm -hmm. because they're there. You follow them. I didn't hate them. No, you left that up to your dad. He hated all the locals. So you couldn't hate them. You had to go the other way. Yeah. But I I mean, I wasn't paint my face type, but I certainly followed them. And I can remember thinking, Lorenzo Romar. Yep. He's the answer? Yep. What's the question? <laughs> He's getting them over the top because they desperately wanted to get there. This is like the Jazz here. It reminds me the parallels between the two cities are quite strong. They're not anymore, but when I lived there. Because that was uh, one pro team right. and the Arizona-Arizona State rivalry. Yeah. So it was like the Jazz and the Utah Cougars. Yeah. Yeah. It's long since surpassed that, obviously. Well, they got the NFL. They got everything. And they got Major League I mean, Baseball. they got everything. And they got the NHL. So, but at the time I lived there and left in the 80s, before the Cardinals ever moved there, I've never been a resident of Arizona. When the Cardinals were there, they left. I left before they came. It reminded me, and so you pick out these guys, and play, these players somehow are going to make the difference. I mean, they rarely do uh, that you can pick up, but I think the, the the Jazz need to get their guys healthy. But what they need the most is to not have anybody of the nucleus go down, because really any of the nucleus that goes down could be devastating. We got a lot of people weighing in on Facebook here. Stuff they love, stuff they hated from the weekend. Danny and Jazz win. Monarchs are headed to the USL final, and the Bills are looking to go seven and two. Well, two out of three ain't bad there, Danny. The Monarchs. The Monarchs. No idea. That's RSL's second team. It's like their the USL minor division. league affiliate. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Going to the national championship, PK. No clue. <laughs> Bills looking to go seven and two. That went south. Baker Mayfield and the Browns took them down. Yeah, but that's the NFL. I don't get worked up on any given win or loss in the regular season in the NFL, unless we're into December and you need the game to get to the playoff. That's another story. But the NFL, we've seen it a million times. I mean, last week, the, the uh, Packers who beat them, the Chargers, right? Yes. And you think what? This week, the Saints and the Falcons. What? But these things happen. 
from time to time. And I guess when you're the Saints and the Packers and you're still leading your division, in the case of the Saints, they're still leading by a couple games. You don't sweat it. You don't sweat it because they got the rep and you figure they'll come through in December. But the Bills don't have the rep and they're trying to do it and they haven't been good for a while. And so are the wheels going to come off or is that the game that they should have had that's going to separate them from the playoffs? The wheels are going to come off. You don't if, know it. If the wheels come off off of the loss of a game, then you had no wheels in the first place. Well, except this is a league where one game will knock you out of the playoffs. You know, it's not that. I was going to say, and it's not. one win will get you in. And if you got nine, six more to go, d- you're fine. Ask any Bills guy. What are they now? Seven and three. Six and three. Six and three. Would you take that at this point of the season? Yes. If you're six and three, you don't worry about what has happened. You need to prepare for yourself for what's going to happen. Because at six and three, you can make any form of the playoffs that there is available. You can even win your division. As remote as it seems. They're not beating the Patriots. I got that. I'm speaking but, no, generally. I'm not saying. speaking yeah, but specifically. Even to get the wild card. You know, it's the wild Bills. Card. Now they're going to end up 10-6. They're going to lose a tiebreaker because it's the Bills. And Bills fans are just prone to beating themselves up. Make this. the playoffs be yeah. happy. You can't go too crazy about one win or one loss. Not when you're playing 16 of them. You've got to go to the next one. And, and then this is the NFL, man. And there's usually a couple of crap teams at the bottom and a couple of great teams at the top and then everybody else, that other 80% of the league on that given Sunday is capable. And we see it all the time. I mean, we can see the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's the ultimate example. So I'm gonna, if I'm a Bills fan, nah, one game, nah. Nice point, but it has no theory. Dan on our Facebook page, Bama and Penn State's losses might have actually hurt the Utes' college football playoff hopes. If Ohio State loses to Minnesota in the Big Ten title game or LSU loses to Georgia, the Utes' chances at a playoff invite gets worse. And if Utah loses to Oregon, they get even worser. Yeah, they get much, much worse. This is going to sound so stupid. I am not going to obsess for three weeks whether the Utes are going to get in the playoff or not. Now consider that Clemson is a lock. Isn't that the kind of thing we shouldn't do? Do what? Uh, assume that anybody is a lock. Don't we know in college football that crazy things happen? The number one... I don't is, think they do. You don't think they no, do? No, this is what I'm just saying. In the NFL, they do. But in college football, no. Unless you have heavyweights playing each other. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, you can, you can pencil in Clemson every year for 10 wins. So, no, no, unless they're playing somebody of equal or close to, but that rarely is the case. Most of the time, they're blowing teams out. There's an outlier here and there. Well, it certainly hasn't happened to Alabama and Clemson lately, but it just seems like this is the point of season where we get wound up about teams XYZ, and it sorts itself out. Somebody gets shocked by somebody they shouldn't have lost Who? to. Well, I actually thought it was going to happen to Oklahoma on Saturday. Oklahoma is your is big classic. team. You keep going back to that one. Yeah. Watch the game in primetime. Lots of people did. No, I'm yeah. not one of them. Yeah, I know. I got it. <laughs> I watched Utah State. Oklahoma does nothing for me. That's who I watched. They were in primetime. I watched them. And then I watched Boise and... Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Those and I watch BYU also. Those are the I don't care about Oklahoma. I'm gonna waste my time watching Oklahoma for. But no, they won the game. So even your big theory, well, a lot of crazy things happen. Except Oklahoma won. 
They did win. So that's not a crazy thing. So nothing crazy is going to be chalked the rest of the way? When you have big games against each other, Auburn can return a field goal for all the way. Yes, those times. But my point is that those teams rarely play each other. Most of the time, they're blowouts. The team that's supposed to win, wins. And in this case, it'll be Clemson and Ohio State. So don't worry, Dan. They're supposed to win. Yeah, if I'm the Utes talking about playoff, I think you sound ridiculous. You got a huge game up against Oregon, and you're worried about a playoff? Yeah. Yep. How about beat Oregon? And then on Saturday, that Friday night, you, I'll give you out. We, we'll talk. I'll come in Saturday, and we'll do a show, and we can obsess all day <laughs> on Saturday if they should beat the, if they beat the Ducks. Because if they don't beat the Ducks, why am I going to spend three weeks talking about something that may not happen? Because you're a fan, and it's fun. I don't think it is. That's my whole point. I don't think it is. So they're doing this just to torture themselves? Yeah, I, I don't. Worrying about 50 other things, that's fun. Worrying is fun. I don't believe worrying is fun. That's not fun to me. Sports worrying, not real life worrying, but sports worrying about your team. Playing it out. I would be, my worry, 99% of it would be can I beat Oregon? If you want sports worry, worry about that. That's a legitimate worry. But all these other things? Because if you don't beat Oregon, what's the point? I'm I'm done. Every time you bring off the playoff in Utah, I'm going to go on do what you do to me. I'm going to just start typing so all the people who are listening in their cars, if you're ever wondering who's typing all the time, it's him. Not me. It's him. So don't say, it's, oh, PK, stop typing. I don't do it. It's you. When you br- I'm, This is my edict going forward. You bring up the playoff in Utah, I'm done. I will sit here in silence. You want to talk about Oregon? I'm in. You want to talk about the three teams that they play? I'm in. But this other stuff, it's absolutely ridiculous. If they played somebody who I knew that they could beat in that final, for sure. I mean, they can beat Oregon, obviously, but I'm talking about where it's these next three games. Of, I expect them to win. Where it's 90-10 instead of yeah. 50-50. But if you're Ohio State, yeah, talk about the playoff. Because you're going to roll. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action in San Francisco, getting ready to play the Golden State Warriors tonight, 8.30. Watch the game on AT&T Sportsnet. Listen to it on 97.5 The Zone. Over on 12.80 The Zone. It's Monday Night Football. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers, a perfect 8-0, playing the second-place team in the West. The Seahawks are a game and a half behind them. It's 7-2. Game kicks off at 6-15. On ESPN, listen to it on 12-80 The Zone. And Aggie basketball tomorrow night. They host the Denver Pioneers at games in Logan tomorrow night. You can listen to it on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers a car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? 
from the Bleacher Report. Howard Beck. With the Jazz, we know exactly what they are, what they have. There's nothing to really say like this team lacks any particular basketball skill. They're fine. They're like a really good, solid, deep roster. And what we're going to judge them on week after week from now until the spring and we're assessing their readiness to contend is how do they match up with the most talented teams in the conference or in the league for that matter. But especially because we know the star power of the conference. Those are not doubts about them. It's just that's the bar that they have to be measured by. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Talking about all the stuff we've been talking about during this show. The weekend started the right way. Bogdanovich at the buzzer for the win. And then the wins just kept piling up, PK. Cougars, Aggies, Wildcats all won their football games this weekend. Utes beat Mississippi Valley State by 94. Aggies beat the Cats by 50. There's a lot of winning going on. Your favorite win of the weekend? It was the first one, wasn't it? Oh, the Jazz? I mean, it's only game nine out of it's 82. It's a fun game, though. And it's Milwaukee. It's a, good, it's a good team. Yeah. No, if you can't get excited about that, it doesn't matter whether it's 80 or 9 or 5. This was a team that's supposed to be really good. And and uh, Andre Combo put on a phenomenal third quarter. I think 21 points in the quarter after going scoreless, if I remember correctly. And so you had to battle through. A lot of ups and downs. And you end up with that three. Uh, Gobert, uh, I'm watching that game, and Gobert gets the rebound, and he starts to dribble. Don't dribble, Rudy. What are you doing? Uh, Pull the ball at the top of your head. Yes. And then wait till Conley or somebody comes by and hand it to them, and then he clanks two free throws. I know we love him, and he's the best ever in screen assists, but my gosh. Dribbling in the backcourt was going to be a problem. Think. You're so dang tall, and so they almost blew it. And then bogey for the triple bogey. And I was going to tweet something about it. I meant to retweet it, but I hit triple bogey. I, I screwed it up. And so I retweeted after Scotty tweeted it. And then guys jumping at me, Scotty already had that. You're a plagiarist. And well, I meant to do something, but I, I hit my hit send because I was on my phone. And Scotty did back you up. Well, yeah. And then I, so then I retweet, I meant to retweet the thing that I sent last month. Don't freaking question me. <laughs> you narcissist. Jeez. I find you obnoxious but hilarious. A triple bogey. Yes. And he makes that shot. And he just So people thought so that Scotty came up with triple bogey? I suppose, yeah. And, and then I retweeted. I meant to retweet my original tweet, but somehow I end up just putting out triple bogey as the tweet yeah. without the retweet. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to delete it. Uh, but I meant I screwed it up, yeah. but, and so I took a bunch of grief yeah. on that. But credit yeah. to Scotty. Scotty did say, "Hey, PK was the originator." Yeah, of the- yeah. Don't and, and doubt me. And that's true. But you know, that's not Twitter. Isn't here for truth. It's here for anger and outrage. But it was my mistake. I meant to retweet that I retweeted your weeks original ago, greatness, which was like is a couple days before Halloween. But anyway, I love this way this kid plays. I, I love watching him play ball. He's rapidly becoming a fan favorite. 
His aggressiveness, his hustle, his passion. They were chanting his name, and he put the post-game interview on pause on the floor so he could soak it in. Yeah, and how about that? I know, right? Be, be, hey, this don't is be some cool. stone-cold dude, oh, now on to the next one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you get that all the time. And he stopped and said, I want to listen to this. This is incredible. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. But that show human emotion. You just hit a big shot there. That was fun. That's what sports is about. It's fun. And that was fun. Watching that game was fun. And to see him react in a manner, the more these guys can smile, the better in those situations. Because it's entertainment and we're paying them so we can have fun. So if they have fun, then it'll be easier to get into the moment. Right. And so we'll get deeper into the season and I'll forget this. We'll get midway through and people, what's the best win of the year? Have to remember that that's the best win of the year. The Clipper win, they were missing their two best players, so that's not it. The Phoenix win might end up being a better win down the line. As they keep playing better, that win looks better. But this was, for all the reasons you say, Altus Campo really went off in the third quarter. It's reminding us all that the best NBA players really are pretty much unguardable when they get it going. Yeah, I'm watching him do that in the third quarter. Now, obviously, I want the Jazz to win, but just from a fan standpoint, and if I would have gone to the game... That would have been a ton of fun. You always want to see the best players do the best stuff. And see him be into it, act like they care. He does. We see a lot of emotion out of him. He uh, he uh, was mad because they were trailing in Denver last night, and he, they have these little divider railing things, have some signage on it. He broke one of those, apparently kicked it and put a hole in it. Bogdanovich right now. Oklahoma City, not Denver. It's in Oklahoma City. I got you. Bogdanovich looks like this is the best free agent they've ever had. Especially best free agents are who? Boozer and Okur, I guess? Harpering. Harpering? Yeah. Moutier, Jeff Green. Uh, The money that they're paying him. They wanted Miritich, we're led to believe, first, yeah. and he decided to go, would he go back to Spain? FC Barcelona. Thank goodness. <laughs> could he have been doing this? Could he have been doing better than this? I don't know that he could be doing Maybe I'm he could do sure. the same, but I don't know that he could be doing better. Yeah. And his connection to the fan base is just going to grow because it seems will, he seems willing to do that. And he did that, does that commercial where Bowler Jack pulls off the thing yeah, and it's, smart it's home, him. Yeah. And so th- those types of things are fun. You, the more fun, and I'm not saying just have fun without the intent of being serious because pro sports is a very serious business. Right, and if you lose, then you can't have fun. But when right. you hit a shot at the buzzer, then everybody can have fun. Or you hit a big shot leading up to the, the game winner and you pump your fists and all that. You know, I don't know throat slashing or any of this other stuff. We're not saying doing that. But have some fun with it, man. Conley, we've seen him have some fun with it. I personally like that. To me... Sports, from beginning to end, for this is just me, it's entertainment. And I take it for entertainment's sake. And when you do those types of things, it is highly entertaining, and I want more of it. And it's going to bring me back for more. You know, you just brought up Lamar Jackson. I'm going to make sure the next time I have an opportunity to watch him play that I'm going to take advantage of that because he is a, uh, an emerging player that I haven't I saw in college a little bit. I haven't seen a lot of them at the pro level. I know they 
bench Flacco last year to put him in there. And now, looks at is he is he a Steve Young type of player? Is he Mike Vick type? When Mike Vick had it going on in his prime, those are guys that I had to watch every time they played because I loved watching them play. Well, you look at the AFC playoffs now, and you've got him, and he's electric. You got Deshaun Watson in Houston; they're leading their division. Mahomes in Kansas City is healthy again, even though they lost. He made a bunch of great plays. Mahomes is already a must-watch for me. And then you got Brady, and so you got four quarterbacks. And the problem with Brady, and I don't have any problem with Brady himself, but Belichick kind of ruins the fun. <laughs> well, back to your whole thing, like have some fun with it. Yeah. And he's just over there in the hoodie looking like he's ready to snarl at everybody. And if you're but, a Patriots fan, you love it. I get it. Right. But the point is, watching the Patriots, you're watching high-level football, and Brady will throw the ball all over the place and make a bunch of great throws. He'll so show just, some emotion. So I just, He'll be fired we're, up. We're not there yet, and so, you know, maybe a change. But right now, it looks like, and you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, so it makes sense that there's four good quarterbacks, four totally watchable quarterbacks on the teams at the top of those AFC divisions. And I guess you can say the same about the NFC. If, is, is Garoppolo there yet? I mean, it's a little bit like Baltimore, I guess. You know, you have a younger quarterback. Is there the, the quote-unquote body of work? So that you're all in on this guy. I'm not all in on him yet, no. Plus, you've got to do it in the postseason. If you haven't done jack in the postseason, then right. what, how good do I know you are? You know, but these young guys, it's fun to watch them arrive. I mean, when you're in your first or second year, I can't expect you to have this big body of work in the postseason. But you're right. That's what you I'm not going to have anybody arrive unless I see it in the postseason. And that's the great thing about it is that it'll play. Pro sports, there's never, oh, you didn't play this team or that team. Nah, that, that doesn't fly. I don't care about any of that. Because in the end, you win your division and then yeah. you get your shot. And right. You'll run into the big dog soon enough. Right. So you can't backdoor anything. There's no such thing. I don't care about that. You scheduling at the professional level. It doesn't matter. I, I do remember reading something. It's going on 20 years now, but the Kurt Warner Rams team, when they won their Super Bowl, I guess they had a soft schedule. They had a great record, but they hadn't really played anybody. But then you get to the playoffs, and you're going to see everybody. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. Right. They don't rule anybody out before. No. Precisely, yes. I think at the college level, you can play that game. And I get that. And that, that's, that's more legitimate. At the college level, but not at the professional level. It'll sort itself out pretty much the way it's supposed to. May not be the way we believe it will be, but in the end, the team that plays better each of those playoff games in the NFL level, obviously they're going to, if you can play three or four better than your opponents, well, you're raising the trophy at the end. If the Monarchs, if they can punk... uh, Fort Wayne, they're going to win this thing. <laughs> Fort Wayne. <laughs> Who they got? Louisville. Louisville? Yeah. What happened to the Phoenix Rising? They got beat. Oh, crap. Monarchs beat Phoenix. And they had won like 18, 19, 400 games in a row. Correct. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Suck. <laughs> All right, so college football. We had Gary Anderson on. The Aggies. Getting a win they had to have. Keeps them in the division race, moves them to the doorstep of bowl eligibility. You feel better about their bowl eligibility than you do ASU's. They're both 5-4. and four. They're in November trying to get bowl eligible. But Utah State's got New Mexico at the end of the year, so they ought to get number six. No gimme out there for ASU? Could the wheels come off? Or Oregon State, you said this week. It doesn't feel like a uh, gimme. Oregon State feels like they're respectable now. Not a punching uh, bag. Uh, 
And then New Mexico's kind of a punching bag. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got but, you. Uh, but Oregon State, they, oh, they, they, I they think made they're progress. The, they're a surprise team in the, yeah. the conference this year. You said Wazoo's the biggest disappointment. I wondered, Wazoo or Stanford? Or Stanford Me had enough injuries. Stanford's had enough injuries. You can give them a little bit of a pass. Well, you're playing your third-team quarterback. See? Uh, and uh, Costello has been in and out. Uh, so, I I mean, I picked Washington State to go to win their division. Yep. Listen they were the, the Cinderella. Yeah. And, yeah, I think they've been in. He sold it hard. I mean, I'll never forget yeah. him. Never? Never. That's a long time. I know. But I really think I'm going to be able to hold on to this. I'm forgetting <laughs> a lot of stuff, too. Don't kid yourself. I think you got going, and the phrase I'll never forget and so you just said it. You yeah, didn't, but you, you didn't mean to say it. Uh, number one, I didn't. <laughs> but number two, you'll hold me responsible for it. And so I'll be more likely to remember it. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I get your point. If I hadn't, if I hadn't said it in the first place, I probably wouldn't have remembered it. Now we will. Your point is you heard Leach say we're going to be good. He sold it so hard. That's and he was correct. At, he was at the press conference and he volunteered it. He didn't have it pulled Precisely. out of Precisely, yes, I agree. You know, it's like, hey, we're, we were 11-2. We right. got a lot of people back. Right. And they didn't have the quarterback back. And he had a certain amount of, you know, he had the swagger that, you Which know. they didn't have him the year before last year. Right. Minshew was a one transfer, grad transfer himself. Yeah. And we did talk about transfers early in the show. We've talked about USC's got great quarterback depth. The BYU does, assuming Hall keeps playing football. If he doesn't, then with two quarterbacks, it's a little different. Now ASU's got two. They don't have the third guy, which seems to guarantee a transfer in my mind. Uh, but... That was a pretty good you, – you've had two freshman quarterback play pretty well at ASU. I wonder if they both want to stay. As you pointed out, the red shirt could offset him a year. Well, I think they Ye- need to. Yeah, Yellen but makes Yellen his first – But Yellen came in. He hadn't literally hadn't played. If you didn't not know – one play. If you didn't know he was a freshman and you just dialed in in the middle of the game and were watching it, I don't think you would have known. He didn't look like a freshman. It's another example of someone being way more game ready than they were back in the day. That's probably he threw a couple the, picks. The reality um, of it now. And he had one right at the end. It was an outstanding play by SC. You know, tip the ball to yourself and make the diving interception. Um, he threw four touchdowns. Uh, Christian Rector, who is a great defensive Yes, end. and that was, that was a highlight real play. Did not play. play against BYU. Jumped, tipped the ball in the air, correctly. and then uh, took a step or two and caught it a foot off the ground. Heck of a play. Yeah, but the refs screwed him. They had a pick six, apparently. Well, that happens. It's the Pac-12. That's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> I didn't see the play. doesn't matter. All right, DJ and PK, catching you up to date on all the stuff we have been talking about this morning. And it is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From The Athletic, Mike Huguenin. And I'll be honest, if I'm a Pac-12 coach and Urban Meyer takes that USC job, I'm hoping I'm a Pac-12 coach in the North. <laughs> well, you know, it's good for the, I mean. It's good for the league. It's though. good you're for right. the conference. In a, in yeah, a weird but, way, you're right. If USC is your standard bearer, the national perception of the league is much stronger. And that's East Coast bias. Um, I certainly think Oregon and Utah are really good teams. And put them in the SEC or Big Ten or ACC or Big 12. Those teams are going to challenge for the title. I think the perception, though, is when USC is down, the league as a whole is down. So from the national perception standpoint, having USC be really, really good is a great thing. For the Pac-12's old. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
to all the pundits who told Andy Reid to sit Mahomes for the Titans because they could win. Just all of you shut up because Andy Reid knows more than all of you put together times 10. BYU football is still rolling and doing well. I don't care what the haters are saying over on Cougar Board. I don't even care about that dumb 4-9 play with the scrum or whatever. And if it weren't for the NCAA and that preposterous suspension, BYU basketball would have beat San Diego State. Hold thy tongue, Kenahan. <laughs> that would hurt. Why would I want to do that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hold my tongue? Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. That's a great tune by Hootie and the Blowfish. Hold my tongue. Yeah, I don't think that's a song. What do you got? Somebody tell P.K. Kinahan he doesn't have to go to Wyoming for the good beer anymore. You were talking earlier about how when you went to Wyoming, hey. you loved their fans. There weren't a lot of them because there just aren't a lot of people. By percentage, there's probably as many fans there as anywhere else, but there aren't a lot of people to start with. There's no such thing as bad beer. Wyoming coming to play Utah State this week. Got more people weighing in here. Uh, somehow this turned into a whole PK is here, isn't he? DJ is here, isn't he? I don't think either of them are or were. Wait, DJ really isn't? No, people are just all over it. Here. I am not. And it's none of your freaking business. Either way, who cares? Brad Carter at Draper Ute. Did you forget how many of us Ute fans traveled to the Sugar Bowl? Several thousand. What, what are you talking about? Uh, so there's a whole thing going on now about what do the Utes want? What do they really want? Do they want to go to the playoff? Do they want to go to of the Rose Bowl? Of course they want to go to the playoff. Yeah, well, the Ute players won't say it. Kyle has drilled oh, into them. Oh, my gosh. They better not. It's drilled into them. The slap them all silly. The goal is to win the Pac-12 championship. The other stuff is just decided. Well, that's what I'm talking about, too. Deep down, where Kyle can't make them run, <laughs> make their life. You better not be talking right. about that. No. That... I assume they want to go, but to your point, do you really want something that's very unlikely? Do you really want to spend a lot of time thinking about it? The Rose Bowl is sweet. Now, I actually, you, I've had you fans say that they would prefer, and maybe it's because you've talked them into it, they prefer to go to the Rose Bowl because they don't think they can afford the trip to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl, and they think they can get to the Rose Bowl. And 50,000 people... Of course they can. 50,000 people went to the Fiesta Bowl for the Utes. And I don't know, you were there, was it 5,000, 8,000, 10,000 the Sugar Bowl? How many were there? 15? I don't know. It wasn't 50, I know that. No, it wasn't near the same. And they didn't take over the town the way they did in in the Phoenix Tempe area. That was so cool. And they'll Pasadena is a little bit. You can't really hang out. I think in if you're, I, I think if you're younger, you're probably more likely to be hung up on the whole playoff thing. Maybe the Rose Bowl, you know, a little devalued over time to what it was. Yeah, Still you awesome. go thirteen and one, and you win the Rose Bowl, and your only loss was a seven pointer to SC. Consider that a wildly successful season, man. In 20 years, you'll bring those guys back. Jeff Van Raphorst is still celebrated in Phoenix. Because he was the Rose Bowl winning quarterback. Now, he does the radio for them, but he is still known as the only Sun Devil to win the Rose Bowl as a quarterback. So, uh, let them... if, If you get in the playoff, great. But if you don't, and you get to the Rose Bowl, consider it successful. I would say my goals for the Utes, get in the playoff one. 
two Rose Bowl, three Alamo Bowl. I vote the Alamo Bowl way ahead of the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl is some concocted thing. And New Year's Day 6 played on the 28th. Well, the Cotton Bowl is not concocted. The New Year's 6 is con- I mean, That's what I'm talking about. The, the, the New Year's Day thing is New Year's 6 is concocted. concocted. When does the New Year's 6 play? New Year's? No, the New 28th Year's, at New 11 Year's in the morning? New Year's Eve. <laughs> on that weekend, roughly. What a joke. Yeah, it'd be 11 a.m. local I'm going to boycott it. I won't even acknowledge it. Yeah, you will. I will not. If the Utes are in five bucks. <laughs> Stop it. This is why you're obnoxious <laughs> and narcissistic. Why? Except, well, some people don't think you're hilarious. So <laughs> this is really. So I golfed Friday, and there was a guy, and I told PK, the guy goes, PK is obnoxious. And I think it was hilarious was the word, but it might have been hysterical. You make him laugh, but you annoy him. How do you do that? Usually it's I try one, hard. Usually it's one or the other. You got both out of them. <laughs> That's the goal. He went with the annoyance first, and then I looked at him, and he goes, and he's like, yeah, he makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm so freaking funny. Uh, now you're being narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> the mood's a PK. Uh, How about if you keep talking, and I then I just no analyze mood. you? It's all it's for fun. Stop. It's all for fun. You want mood? Mood starts oh, at about 10.05. All right. Well... <laughs> Fortunately for you folks, Tony and Austin will be here then. And Young Buck's ready to take over. He's dressed for winter. That's flannel going. Got the ski cap on. All right, DJ and PK, we're out here. We'll see you tomorrow. Jazz tonight at 8.30. Monday night football, 6 o'clock. Good game. Listen to them both here on The Zone.